Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about making dressage make sense. In this episode, we have taken three hub members questions all about various issues they have with their circles, whether that's they're too big, they're too small, or they're just not accurate enough. I've shared quite a few test riding tips and tricks in this one, so if you are looking to perfect your circles, this is the one to listen to. If you enjoy this episode, then please do share it. The best way to do this is on social media and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you think. So our first question then is from Helen and she says, Hi Jess, firstly, thank you so much for your workshops. I have been really working hard to control the controllables after the competition preparation workshop and it's made such a difference to how I feel going into a competition and last show I smashed my personal best ever score by 4%. So now I need to crack my circles. I'm competing at novice level and 15 metre circles have my mind in a boggle. I get 20 metre circles and have always been accurate with them but I just have no clue where I am actually aiming for with the 15 metre circles. The judges are saying that they resemble ovals rather than circles, so I assume I'm not going deep enough, but I'm not sure how far to go. So, firstly, thank you for the kind words. Um, Helen, I know, has been with us from the very beginning, so she's listened to every podcast probably a good five times, um, which I loved here, um, and it's lovely to now have her as a decomplicating dressage member too. For those of you that don't know, we have a membership platform over on the Decomplicating Dressage website where we have training sessions with loads of exercises, tips and tricks to improve your horse and your riding. But we also do monthly workshops and Q&As on a huge variety of topics. So, so far we've done one on competition preparation and how to best prepare for a show both in the lead up and then actually at the show and then we've also done one on accuracy so how to be accurate how to train for accuracy little tips and tricks to be more accurate and our next one is going to be on improving your position so if you'd like to join us all the information um, is on our website but when it comes to 15 meter circles then they are probably the hardest circles to know 
where you're going. So with 20 metre circles, at least half, if not three quarters of the circle, is just touching the track. And then with 10 metre circles, you just need to aim for the centre line. But when it comes to 15 metre circles, it can seem odd when you don't know where you're aiming for it's then also basically impossible to be accurate because you're kind of just winging it around the arena in the kind of hope that the area you somehow end up in is vaguely the right size and shape you're aiming for so it helps to know when you're thinking about being accurate it helps know the length and the width of the arena and then break it down from there now i hate maths but this has really helped me know exactly where I'm aiming for in the arena. So I can then be really accurate. So we went through all of this in our accuracy workshop. So if you are a hub member, I strongly, strongly recommend if this is something you struggle with, go and check out our accuracy workshop on the hub because we went through loads of different diagrams of every single circle size in every single size arena. So it's really crystal clear how big the circles need to be, where they go, how to get there, where you need to be and everything like that. So we did this workshop after Helen had sent in her question. So we really went in depth into where her issue was with the 50 metre circles. And now I'm pleased to say she went out last week and got seven and a half and eighths, I think, for her 15 metre circles, which is great. So when it comes to... 15 meter circles then the arena is 20 meters wide and 60 meters long or 50 meters long depending what one you're in so let's say we're going to do our 15 meter circle at e so helen's issue specifically is the fact that she doesn't go deep enough or basically her circles aren't wide enough across so our circle needs to be 15 meters wide and 15 meters deep so if we're doing our circle at E, the furthest point of the circle needs to be, remembering that our arena is 20 metres wide, we need to be aiming for 15 metres across, which means about five metres in from the other track. In other words, we aim for the three-quarter line. But when it then comes to the 15 metre circles at C or A, that's when it can get a little bit more difficult. So here we need to think about aiming for two and a half metres in from both sides of the arena. Now, this could often be the trickiest to get. So the way I always explain it to people is that when I'm on my circle, I look for the three quarter line and then I aim for just past it. And that seems to have always done me quite well. It's probably not the most accurate way of doing it, but I kind of go, there's the three quarter line. And then I aim for basically in the middle of the three quarter line and the track nearest to it. And that kind of gets me around two and a half metres in from the track. But yeah, I do think 15 metre circles are hard and it can help to. I think the best thing to do with this and the best advice I can give is to go and draw out a 20 centimetre by 40 centimetre arena or 60 centimetre arena and make it to scale so that you can work out exactly where you are going with it and once you know where you're going you can then be accurate but 
in terms of from the ground, another really good idea is to go out into the arena and place poles or markers at each point of the circle. And then what you can do is you can kind of ride for each point and then you can then basically take those poles away as you get comfortable with the size and the shape of the circle. You can slowly then take the markers away and then you'll have a beautiful 15 metre circle without the poles there. Question two then is from Michelle and she says, I am so grateful that you are doing a troubleshooting episode on circles as these have been the bane of my life. My circles are always too small. My instructor says that it's because my horse leans on my inside leg, but I have no clue really what that means. We do do little leg yields and things and that does seem to help, but I'm not sure why they work or how I can get the same result when I'm doing a circle in the test. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so every time, any time, circles are too big or too small, I always bring it back to the concept of inside leg to outside rein connection. Now, if when I say that you have no idea what I'm talking about, then we did a whole episode on this, which I will put a link in the description below. But the short version is that the inside leg should be on your horse to create inside bend. And the outside rein is there to turn the horse around the circle. Now, if hypothetically speaking, we used a pressure in both our reins and both our legs on, on a circle, we'd end up with a horse whose body is straight because we're using both aids in both our reins and our legs. And so that's kind of why we use the inside leg and the outside rein is so that we can create a bend, but with control over the shoulders. So Michelle's horse sounds like he falls in. So for this, we need to use more inside leg. Now, when you do this, you should feel your horse reacts by stepping more sideways. But like if your horse doesn't react when you put your leg on to ask them to go forward, you may find you have to correct or use more pressure or even kick them to get the reaction you want the first few times. And this is where leg yields can be really helpful because leg yields are great for teaching your horse to go sideways. And this is probably why Michelle's instructor has got her to do this is because they're really good at getting a horse to understand that when one leg goes on, they need to step sideways. But then you've got to apply it back to your circles. So each time you feel your horse tries to make the circle smaller, use your inside leg and make sure you get that reaction where you feel your horse steps to the outside and makes the circle bigger. A great exercise for this is to start on a 20 meter circle Use your inside leg and outside rein to create the bend as much as you can. And then bring your horse into a smaller circle just by reducing the pressure with your inside leg and increasing the pressure in your outside rein. Now, if you get an outside bend when you're doing this, then you need more inside leg and less outside rein just so you can get the bend back. Then once you're on your slightly smaller circle, you can then ask your horse back onto the 20 metre circle, this time by increasing the inside leg pressure and reducing the outside rein pressure. 
So this is a really great exercise because it helps you to work out what is that perfect amount of pressure that you need with your inside leg and your outside rein to create enough inside bend, but also have control over the shoulders. So question three then is from Sarah and she has said, Hi Jess, my circles are always too big. Unless I have a wall there stopping me, I guarantee they will be huge. It normally ends up that I turn. It normally ends up that I turn, but I end up a good five meters down the arena from where I was aiming. Okay, so so where she aims for, it's always like a little bit later. Okay, I get it now. Um, I'm not quite sure whether it's me or my horse. If I try and make more inside, if I try and use more inside rein to turn more, it just ends up getting worse. What should I do? Okay, so this again takes us back to the inside leg to outside rein again. The problem is though that when we're taught to ride, we're taught that you that you turn by pulling on the inside rein. And that is a really hard habit to undo because if you pull on the inside rein, you will generally create neck bend. If you create too much neck bend, your horse will have to push out through that outside shoulder to keep themselves balanced. Otherwise, they're going to fall over. And this is why a horse starts to fall out through the shoulder. So if your horse is making the circles bigger, then he will be falling out through the outside shoulder. So to fix this, all you need to do is take up more pressure in your outside rein. Now, if you have too much neck bend, you can also imagine keeping your horse's neck straighter. And this is going to be really helpful to take up more pressure with the outside rein. If you look down to the inside, you should just be able to see the corner of your horse's eye. And that is when you have the perfect amount of bend. If you see their whole eye or you start to see their nose, you've got too much bend. One last thing that really helped me with this is that someone once told me not to turn my horse's head or their neck, but to turn their shoulders. So we know a horse has an ability to bend and move their neck, but keep their shoulders still. So a horse can move their neck without moving their shoulders. But if you move a horse's shoulders, their neck has to follow. So think about turning the shoulders and front feet rather than the neck, and it will help put your horse's body in the right position that you'll be able to keep control over the outside shoulder. Our final question then is from Emily, and she says, Hi Jess, my circles are really letting me down in my test, so I'm hugely grateful that this is this week's topic. I'm constantly losing marks for accuracy of my circles. Are there any tips or tricks to think about when riding accurate circles? So when it comes to riding accurate circles in a test, it generally comes down, you've got two parts to think about. The first part is the training side, and that is all to do with that inside leg to outside rein connection that we spoke about before. So basically, is your horse always falling in and making the circle smaller? Or are they always falling out and making the circle bigger? If one of these two things is a problem, then your issue is in your training side and you need to focus on either using more outside rein or more inside leg and improving that inside leg to outside rein connection. I know Emily and I know she's been working on this like a champ in training and I've seen how much this has improved to the point where her circles are near on perfect at home 
So this is where the test riding part then comes in, because I know Emily can ride good circles at home. So there are one of two things happening in the test. The first one is the old habits are creeping back in when the competition atmosphere is there or she's a bit nervous or a bit anxious. The bad habits creep back in and it happens to everyone. We run through a test at home and it's great. And then somehow at a show, there are all these little mistakes that creep in that we never had an issue with in training before. And that is why test riding is such a helpful thing to do. So you can practice running through a test. And if circles are your issue, pick a test with loads of different circles in. If you can find one with 20, 15 and 10 metre circles in, that is ideal. And I think the championship novice test has all of those in. So that might be a good one to practice with. But ride through the test and either have someone video it or reflect back and think about the quality of those circles. So if your horse fell in or fell out, go back and ride them again and see if adding more inside leg or outside rein fixes the problem for you. Or was it that your horse's trot got a bit faster so he lost balance? Or was it that he got a bit slow and a bit unsupple? Either way, there are lots of reasons why a circle might not pay off. But you've got to think about the concept of did you get a good trot or a good canter before you did the circle? So was your horse in front of your leg soft, supple, in a good contact before you started? And then did they keep that on the circle? Now, if that doesn't happen, that's something you can then go back to and see where possibly the limiting factor in that was. One really helpful trick that I tell my clients, though, is to think of your circles as four quarters. So you break down your circle into four points. And before you do your circle and you actually ride it, you need to have those points in your head of where you're aiming for. And then when you start your circle, you just focus on creating a soft arc to your first point. Then as you ride over that point, you then create a soft arc to your second point and then your third point, and then back to the track. And it works so well because it keeps you focused on the job at hand, which is riding an accurate circle. But it also means that by breaking it down, you pick up any issues and you can change it a lot quicker. So if, let's say, your horse falls out and makes the circle bigger on the first quarter of the circle, you will overshoot your first point. So you're going to pick up on this and realise this, And then you're going to be able to fix it in the second quarter rather than doing the whole circle, finishing it, realising it was too big, but then recognising that you can't do anything about it by that point. So there you have it. Four different circle issues, all quite different. But I think the main thing that I want you to take away from this is the importance of that inside leg to outside rein connection in your training. And then also knowing where you need to go, because if you don't know where you're aiming for, you cannot physically be accurate. And then finally, that bit of breaking down the circle method and see how it works for you. I found that it always makes the circles look more accurate, but they also end up looking far more rhythmical and more polished too. So if you give that a go, do let me know how it works for you. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I will see you next time. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.